Hello, and welcome to another episode of BMS, Bible Made Simple. I am your host, Pastor Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller. I would like to start this episode with a scripture. We're going to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and we're going to begin at the B portion of the fifth verse. Again, Hebrews, 12th chapter, beginning with the B portion of the fifth verse. And it reads from King James Version, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. The sixth, for whom the love chaste, the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Seventh, if ye endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, a first, whereas all of us are partakers, then we are illegitimate and not sons. Let's let that simmer a little bit. And as we let it simmer, let's take a walk to the pre-COVID-19 church. We're going to take a walk back to the end of service of somewhere around December. Uh, as as I, I'm going to do an exit poll. So I'm standing outside the church ground as people begin to exit from a wonderful Sunday morning or Saturday morning service. And in my exit poll, I'm going to ask the simple question. How would you describe Father God? How would you describe Father God? As I stand there with my, my mic in hand, a, a beautiful sister comes out of the church house with her robe across her, her arm. Apparently she was in the choir. And I say, ma'am, may I have a little bit of your time and just ask you a simple question. How would you describe Father God? And obviously she's in the choir, so her answer is this. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. That's who he is. And we go on to talk and we start laughing. And, and I, I bring up Jeremiah 29 and 11. I said, you're right, because he is a good, good father. Because he said in that word, he says that I know the thoughts that I think for you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. To give you hope. To give you a future. You know, we continue to talk and I say, yeah, he's a good, good father. But, you know, he's not a good father because I fast. He's not a good father because I pray. He's not a good father because I tithe. But he's a good, good father because he's sovereign all by himself. He's good to me just because he's good, not because of what I do, not because of my righteousness. He's just a good, good father. He's good to me even when I'm not good to myself. And we just say hallelujah and we sing and we say, yes, if I were going to describe Father God, I'd say he's a good, good father. And I sit there and I sing over that word. And here comes a, a, a handsome man coming through the door. And I, I say, sir, 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 may I, may I interrupt your time and ask you this one quick question? How would you describe Father God? And he says in a very strong merciful word, he is a merciful God. Yes, he is a merciful God. He is a God who is compassionate, a God who has unfailing love. That's what merciful means. 
He's compassionate. He has unfailing love. I, I remember those scripture that, that said in Lamentations 3 and 22, it says that the Lord's mercy is new every morning. And because of his mercy, I'm not consumed. Because of his unfailing love for me, he didn't take me out last night. Because of his unfailing love for me, he didn't chastise me and pull his help arm away, arm away from me when I was in my mess. He's truly a merciful God, a God of unfailing love, a God of compassion. And we go on and we continue to talk. And then, then another, uh, actually, I think he must be a minister because he has a collar on. And, and I asked him, I said, sir, can, may I have a minute of your time? I just want to ask the question, how would you describe Father God? And a very strong pastoral voice, he says, our Father is a gracious God. He's a God of grace, not just mercy. Not just a good, good father, but he's a gracious God. In his pastoral voice, he says, if you read Psalms 23, it tells about God and and it shows all the grace that we can get plus a cup full more. You know, it's been said that when we talk about the names of Jehovah, that every name of Jehovah is an aspect of his grace. The minister goes on to say, he says, he says, I don't take care of my temple, but but in spite of me not taking care of my temple and eating what I want, he says that Jehovah still gives me good health. That's my Jehovah Rapha. He says, I may not manage my money right and I might might miss a bill here and there and I may not go to work and I might not have enough money for my bills, but guess what? My Jehovah Jireh makes sure that all my bills get paid. That's a gracious God. He says that I don't even qualify to sit in heaven when I leave this earth. But you see, my great God, my merciful God, my gracious God sent his only begotten son. And now I can say that he's my Jehovah Sitkanu. He is my righteousness. And so I can go before the throne of grace not feeling guilty because when he looks at me, he sees Jesus. My God is a gracious God, and I I thank him for his grace. I thank him for his mercy. I thank him that he's a good, good father. But I interview several other people coming out of the church, but no one says what King David would have said. No one describes Father God the way King David would have described him. If I were to ask King David, how would you describe Father God? He would say he's a God who does not play. He's a God who chastises you when you are wrong. He's a God who gets you back in order when you are displeasing him. He would be, if he were here now, he would go to Hebrews 12th chapter and the fifth verse and say, Yvonne, let me read this to you again. My son, that's Hebrew 12 and 5, despise not thou the chastising of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges 
every son whom he receiveth. Chasteneth Yvonne, he mean he said he would say, God don't mind disciplining you. And scourging means that he don't mind punishing you. It hurts him, but he does it because he needs to keep you in line with his will. He doesn't want you to get too far away from him that you can't get back. He says, Yvonne, he says, I want to remind you of some things that happened with me in 2 Samuel 11th chapter and also 2 Samuel the 12th verse. You see, in 2 Samuel the 11th chapter, I should have been out in the battlefield with my man, but instead I decided to stay home. And it was late one night and I was at the top of the castle looking down and I saw this beautiful woman and I allowed my lust to take over and I called for her and she submitted to me. And in the midst of my sin, I seated a child. And you can read the rest of it. I tried to cover up my mess in the 11th chapter. And I, I tried to bring her husband home and have him to go with her and make it seem as though it were his child. And, and that didn't work because he was a loyal man. He was a good man. His name was Uriah. And so I did the ultimate. I sent him back to battle. And I told him to put him on the front line. And I had this good man killed to cover up my mess. But you see, Yvonne, I know God, and I know his voice, and I know his will, and I know his word. And the thing is, he knows that I know. But I will say that even though he's a God who chastises me because of my mess, because he loves me so, before he chastises me, he will send a word of rebuke by his messenger. And that's what he did in 2 Samuel the 12th verse. He sent the prophet Nathan to tell me in so many words that I was out of his will. And I received what he, Nathan said. I didn't, I didn't deny that I was out of God's will. But you know, Yvonne, I remembered that God was a gracious God. I remembered that God was a merciful God. I remembered that God was a good, good father. So I, I humbled myself before him. I humbled myself in sackcloth and ashes, and I got on my face before God for seven days and seven nights, hoping that he would hold back his, his, his chastisement, that he would hold back his scourgement from me that he will hold back and spare the sun, the, the seed, the, the thing that I birthed in my mess. And he didn't. And the child died. And after seven days and seven nights, I got up off my face and I went to the church house and I worshiped him and then I had something to eat. I worshiped him because even though I had been punished, even though I had been scourged, even though I had been hurt, even though I had been rebuked, I remembered in my heart that my father is a good, good father and he's gracious and merciful. So when I went back to 
Bathsheba, who was now my wife at the time. Because of his grace and his mercy, he allowed us to conceive another son, and that son was called Samuel. And that same prophet who came and rebuked me came and named him Jedidiah. Jedidiah meaning beloved of the Lord. If you would ask me, Yvonne, about my father and, and what I call him, I say, yes, he's a good, good father. Yes, he's a merciful father, unfailing love. Yes, he's a father who gives me grace and favor when I don't deserve it. But I'd say to the, you to tell the people that don't forget, he's a God of judgment. He's a God of justice. He's a God who will discipline us. And he was a God who will punish us. Today, God sends me as a messenger to the church, to the post-COVID-19 church. And he sends me with this word from Revelation's second chapter. This is a word he wants me to give to the post-COVID-19 church. The church that will come out of isolation, will come out of, 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 of quiet time in their home and, 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 and virtual worship. They will come together again, the post-COVID-19 church. And the word comes out of Revelations 2. Don't, don't discount the word because it says unto the angel of the church of Ephesus. Because he's talking to you, the church. You are the church of the living God. Not the building. Not the people gathered together on one accord. But we each are the church of the living God. We each are his fingers, his hands, his toes, and Jesus Christ is the head. Ephesians 2 reads, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. That's Jesus. The second verse says, I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars. Third verse, and hast borne, and, has, and hath patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. Fourth verse. Nevertheless, 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 I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. The fifth verse says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, 
except thou repent. This is the word. That was the Logos word that I received on April the 24th, 2020. This is the Rima word, the drop-down word that I received on April the 24th, 2020, about 11.10 p.m. And it says, and I read it from my journal, as he would have said it. After COVID-19, we, he's speaking to the church, we cannot go back to church as usual. Return to God. I'll repeat that. After COVID-19, we, the church, can't go back to church as usual return to God. It it continues. COVID-19 is the chastisement I am sending you. COVID-19 is the chastisement, the disciplining that I am sending you. But I am sending you a word of rebuke. The word is return to me no more religion. Return to me before the scourging. Hebrew 12, 5 and 9. God is saying that COVID-19, and I know that's a hard word, and I know it's bold for me to say it, but when you know his voice, you're not fearful of repercussions for man. You're not fearful of what man will say when you say, and God said. Because when you know like David, if you know his voice and he speaks something for you to speak, then you're accountable to God when you don't speak it. He says in his words, if I tell you, if I make you a stumbling block and you don't speak what I speak, then I hold their souls and your account. But if you speak what I say speak, and they don't do what I say do, then they are accountable for their own souls. So God is saying to the post-COVID-19 church, return to me, no more church as usual. I said, God, when I give them that word, then what do you want me to say? What is it exactly that you're telling them to do? And he reminded me of a book that he had me to write in 2010. The book was called No More Religion, The Second Malachi. He woke me up from a dream with those words in my head. He said, ask them to go to that PDF on your website. Ask them to go to that PDF, that ebook that they can download the entire 130 plus pages and read what the Holy Spirit spoke to you and you took down in dictation in No More Religion, the second Malachi. I don't want 
an offering the way you were offering it to me. I need my church to return to me and I will return to you. No more religion, the second Malachi, can be found on my website at www.onelordteaching.org. I've written it in the credits below and I've even changed the photo on this podcast. No more religion is what God is crying out for. He's saying again, COVID-19 is the chastisement. Return to me and I will return to you and I will repent of the scourging that I would to bring should you continue with business as usual. Until we meet again, know that our Father God is a good, good Father. Until we meet again, know that our Father God is a God of unfailing love. Until we meet again, know that our Father God is a gracious God. Until we meet again, know that our Father God will chastise us, but he will do it in love. Until we meet again, be blessed. Oh, there's one more thing. He wanted me to remind you of the book of Jonah. He said, remind them that the word of rebuke was in the mouth of the prophet Jonah. And I was sending Jonah to Nineveh, to a pagan city who who was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And I was telling them that I was tired of their worship of other gods. I was tired of what they were doing. I was tired of their misbehaving. Yes, they weren't my church, but they were my creation. Because if you read it, he says, I will scourge those who I love, and I will also chasten those who are mine. So God's punishment is not just to the Christian church. His punishment goes through all his creation. And Jonah Jonah tells us in his word, he says, I wasn't disobedient to God because I, I didn't want to do what he said, but I was hesitant and disobedient because, you see, I, like David, knew Father God. You see, I said in, in the word in Jonah 4 and 2, that I knew that you were a gracious God and I knew that you were merciful and I knew you were slow to anger. So I didn't want to go tell Nineveh what you said, that you were going to destroy them in, in 40 days unless they repented because I knew that you were a God who had a soft, a soft and merciful heart and you would change your mind. And that's exactly what you did. That's exactly what you did. They repented. They repented for 40 days and 40 nights. They didn't drink or eat. Not the king, not the queen, not the animals. No one drank or ate. And you repented of what you said you would do. 
That was back in 760 BC before Christ. But Jonah, if he were here, he would remind us that, yes, Nineveh repented in 760 BC, but they turned back to their old wicked ways 148 years later. And so God who had, is a God of justice, he came back with scourging and he destroyed Nineveh in 612 BC. 148 years later. He's a God of justice. Until we meet again, be blessed and be a blessing. This is Pastor Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller, One Lord Teaching Ministry, www.onelordteaching.org.